hear that song it still gives me nightmares about 2019 and 2021 grand finals when it was played over and over again after they demolished of course the South Fremantle Football Club Bo Wardman is the coach of the Subiaco Football Club Bo joins us on the show welcome Bo G'day Mark how you going I'm good mate it's uh it's heating up the run into the finals your team's looking in in pretty good nick how you how you feel you're traveling yeah, it's, uh, it's pleasing, I suppose, to have a couple of uh, good wins either side of the, the bye. Um, sort of, it's such an even competition. You sort of look at, uh, you can't look too far ahead from, from week to week. Um, the, the ladder seems to change going in. You sort of can feel comfortable uh, in the top two spots and then um, one loss and you sort of back to fourth or fifth. It's, um, it's incredibly tight, which is uh, really healthy, but um, pleased with the, the form that our guys have shown over the the last three or four weeks, which is going to be important in the lead-up to, to the finals. So a strong win against West Coast at the weekend. What pleased you most? Uh, certainly the response after half-time. I, th- I thought West Coast were uh, some, played some really good football and I'm not sure whether uh, our guys were slightly off or, or expected a little bit less from, from what they were able to put out. But um, we're under no illusions that they're, they're an improved team across the year. Um, we probably just... Lost some of our, our style of play in the way that we wanted to go about it in the first half, and we sort of challenged the boys at half time. And pleasingly, their, their response was strong. And um, to finish off the game, kicking uh, nine, nine goals in that last quarter went for about 37 minutes. So um, that that was a pleasing aspect of it. And and, and some guys that had to come in and, and showed some form. Josh Robbins was a, a late in, having trained in the morning. Um, Max Walters hurt his ankle in the warm up, so he was uh, a laid out and. Um, to credit, credit to Josh, he was able to, to really perform for us uh, in that role late. He was on Scotty and Goss for breakfast this morning, actually, talking about the late call-up. Uh, oh, it, uh, yeah. it, it was pretty late, wasn't it? Pretty late in the piece. Uh, yeah, I think it was a bit similar to probably Brady Hoff the, the night before. Um, obviously a di- different injury, but uh, yeah, sort of five minutes before uh, bounce down and, and Maxie was sort of hobbling off from uh, the, on- the on-field warm-up, so we he probably maybe could have pushed through, but we didn't want to take the uh, the risk with him. And um, so Josh got the call up, and uh, his speed and pressure in the forward line was was an asset for us during the day. Just a, a little bit of a draft check with you, um, Colton Falstrop. Obviously, a draft fancy, a chance to be a number, oh, a first round draft pick. Sorry, in the national draft at the end of the season. What's been happening with him? And and uh, he's had a bit of a back issue. How's his progress? Yeah, he's, yeah um, I think he's probably just suffered a little bit from the heavy workload that he's had throughout this year. Um, with, with the State 18s campaign, he, he came back and uh, was probably just struggling a little bit, so we had to give him a little bit of time off just to, to recover and let his body settle. He's, he's back in full training at the moment. We expect him to to play before the end of the home and away season. Um, and then whether that's with, with the league side or with the Colts side uh, leading in, into finals, um, he's a really good... Good prospect uh, at the next level. He's, he's been outstanding for us. He's, he's been a really even contribution um, at league level. Uh, just the, but his diligence and, and work rate to, to get the most out of himself at training and, and at the moment in rehab um, has been outstanding. So we we hope to get a few games out of him before he uh, gets some higher honours later in the year. He's an interesting size, isn't he? Where would you see him fitting in at AFL level, Bo? I think I think he's got the prospect to be able to develop into a, a good midfielder. His appetite for the contest 
is really strong. We've seen that in a number of games against good opposition this year, playing across half forward. Uh, he's, he's got really good endurance, but it's probably his speed, uh, particularly for our team, has, has shone. Um, and I think at, at the next level, his ability just to, to break the lines and, and get through. Uh, he, he'll need to add a little bit of size to his body as, as he matures over the next couple of years. Um, I could see him playing as a as an on-ball player. Um, you, you want to get the ball in his hands. He's really composed and, and a good decision maker. So if he can be that sort of second phase release midfielder, um, he's going to do some damage at the next level. Of course, the other one that is a draft fancy from your club, Lance Collard, has been suspended, but more Colts than league. But uh, um, he comes back from suspension, I think, over the next week or two? Yeah, he plays the game on the edge, uh, which we don't mind. Uh, and I think you, you need to encourage that, particularly when he's playing. Playing forward is so mercurial and, and crafting inside forward 50. He's got great goal sense. Um, he's, he's worked on his ability to, to stay in the contest for long periods of time, which I think improved and, and was highlighted in a couple of the games in the, the National Carnival with the, with the State 18s. And I thought he acquitted himself pretty well there. He's, he's starting to do some training again with, with our senior program. So he had a stint uh, early in the season. Then we released him back to, to Colts to concentrate on these um, state champs and, and continue to build his form so but he'll he'll finish with some some training in the senior program um he'll, he'll put some pressure on some of our senior guys for for an opportunity um and again we'll we'll see where he ends up uh, come come the november draft so with Falstrop and collard they would either be colts or league they wouldn't be uh, running around any in in reserves games at any stage yeah well i mean the Col- uh, colton potentially might might come back through the reserves depending on how we're going and um over the next couple of weeks, we've got that opportunity to to reduce his minutes or limit his minutes in, in that at that level. Um, that'll probably just be a decision and a conversation between the between the senior program and the Colts program as to what he does. Uh, we we think he's going to really add value to our league side. So if he's if he's ready to go and his form warrants selection at, at league level, that's what we would look at. Um, and we'll just have to to play him in the best position uh, to to return and make sure that he's he's capable of playing league footy. Tell us about Liam Hickmott and Taj Schofield. They've been pretty important uh, players for you all season and they've given the the Subiaco team a sort of a younger and more vibrant look, I think, to, throughout the course of the year. Yeah, probably the, the real beneficiaries of having Zach Clark in our in our team as a, as a dominant ruckman, been able to get first use. Um, Liam's taken his game to another level, just his, his inside midfield craft. Um, he's probably one of the, the best in the competition, um, but this year he's, he's really put a bit more focus onto the defensive aspect of his game and, and making sure that he gets his positioning right, uh, which has been important for us. Um, but I think he probably leads the leads the competition in tackles, and if he got close to leading the competition in clearances um, for us, so getting getting first hands and getting the ball out has been really important. And, and Taj probably a little bit slower um, coming back from the AFL system and, and adjusting but his, his last seven or eight weeks have been outstanding he's, he's had clear focus um, he's, he's been able to get forward and use his transition speed to, to get forward and hit, hit the scoreboard as much as he's done uh, a huge amount of work around clearances for us so his, his ball use and, and composure with ball in hand has been outstanding and um, you sort of see the, those AFL qualities within him and 
hopefully he might might get the opportunity again at AFL level. But if he doesn't, he's going to be an outstanding state league player for for us for a number of years. I was going to ask you about that. It's very hard for uh, mature age players to grab the attention of AFL clubs, even through the mid season rookie draft. They seem to look to younger talent more and more in in that sphere. Um, what is a, a young player like a like a Schofield or a Hickmott got to do to to grab the attention of an AFL club? Do you think? I think I think the main thing is they've just got to continue to bank form. I think the the thing that sets Taj out among among others, probably at state league level, is is his ball use and his consistency with that. Um, we've spoken to him about making sure that he's got the right balance between his offence and defence, which I think he's improved this year, and he's shown a capacity to get forward and and hit the scoreboard, which has been really important. I think they're the the traits that that AFL clubs look at is is your competitiveness, your ability to handle pressure with when the speed goes up, and and your ball use. So. He, he ticks all those boxes, and um, as long as he just continues to, to bank that form and uh, a club uh, hopefully needing those qualities, which there's, there's plenty of them out there, um, will we'll give him an opportunity. So they're the things that we, we constantly talk to our guys about, and if, if you do those things consistently and, and help your team team win and play in success, then you get the opportunity to play in bigger games, and if you can stand up in those big, important games then that are akin to an AFL game, then, then you're going to put your name up in lights. We've talked about um, how even the competition is, and it's almost underlined by what's happened with Claremont over the last month, isn't it? One, one minute they were playing for top spot um, two or three weeks in a row. Now they're fighting for fifth spot and need to, to not drop the ball any further, otherwise they might miss out on, might miss out on finals altogether. It's uh, You've got to maintain a fairly solid standard of performance in the waffle this year to, to feel like you're in the mix. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the teams in the top five currently they're sort of been jostling, and I think every team's uh, sat, sat in first position and probably sat in fifth position over the last uh, five or six weeks. And and you look at the form ladder and and West Perth and Swan Districts so are the the probably the two form teams having having won four or five in a row. Uh, so there's no easy games. South Fremantle um, really challenged West Perth again on the weekend. I think we've we've got them this week. So. The challenges certainly don't get any easier, um, and you, you've got to be playing really good footy. And the, the the ladder will look after itself if if you can look after your your results uh, each weekend. And um, it's it's really healthy, and it's probably going to come down to that that last round. I think we've got East Fremantle, East Perth, we've got West Perth, so there's going to be some really exciting games to to finish off the year. And hopefully, a number of your your listeners and the the WA footy public really get out and support the waffle uh, over the next couple of weeks. Um, the the AFL probably a little bit. Disappointing um, that the standard and the, the competitiveness of the waffle competition has been outstanding this year, and and over the next uh, two home and away games in the final series will be um, a real challenge. You were big winners over East Perth a couple of weeks ago. They've got a very impressive and powerful midfield, so that that must have given you a lot of confidence that you can hold up against most oppositions. Yeah, certainly we we did a fair bit of planning going into into that game. Um, the boys really bought into the the themes for that week. Um, I think it gives them confidence. And as you said, I think it, it, every team's good enough to win, but but you can also beat every team. So that's that's given our group um, a bit of confidence, knowing that uh, we, we've played and beaten every team in the top five. We've got another challenge against East Fremantle in the last round. Um, so we've really got to set ourselves um, for that. But it w- was really impressive in that game. It was a, an even contribution from 
certainly in the midfield to get on top of them, but the, the, the forwards were able to apply some pressure and the, and the backs were resilient in defence. So that's, that's really important for us going forward. We, we don't think we've got the, the strongest list, but we've got some guys that uh, have really even contribution and that's what it's going to take uh, over the next couple of weeks. Tell us about Stefan Giro and what he's brought to your group, um, Bo. Yeah, Steph's I mean, his, his work rate is is elite. Um, his capacity to get up and down the ground, we we see that across pre-season. He's probably one of our hardest trainers. Uh, he's he's constantly working on his on his ball handling craft, his his execution by foot, um, and again similar to Taj's. Uh, benefited from some of our predictability with with our ball movement um, over the last few weeks to be able to hit the scoreboard. Um, he's, he's got some really good speed out of out of stoppage, um, which which has been important for us. And he's he's really been enjoying his footy. Obviously, the, coming out of the AFL system, he was probably in and out of the, the AFL team at Fremantle um, for a few years there. And I think being, being able to come back to Subi, have a have a distinct role, and and really just play some some consistent footy and and enjoy his time with with the other guys in and around that uh, area of the ground and and particularly off field I think he's um, been able to put his best foot forward and and play some really good football so hopefully that that continues for us uh, in the remaining rounds this year and into next year before I let you go talk to me a, a little bit about Lee Kitchen I mean there's outstanding state league players but there's also outstanding state league mentors and leaders and I get the feeling that Lee Kitchen has been absolutely exemplary for Subiaco over the years Yeah, coming across from Frankston at the, the end of the, the 2014 um, season, he's, he's certainly shone, he's, he's been a really consistent performer, um, he's probably one of the most competitive guys that I've, I've come across um, in the gym pound for pound, he's, he's the strongest player at our club um, he, he puts has put a lot of work into to his off field preparation to get the most out of himself. He, he wants to constantly achieve. He, he doesn't take losing well, uh, which which is a great sign in a player. Um, he continually pushes himself and, and pushes others around him to, to really high standards, which um, has ensured that that we've had uh, relative consistency in, in results and and having guys like him. Um, that are constantly pushing has been really important. He, he had to go through the, the hard stages in his early career, playing a number of reserves games back in the, the VFL and in Victoria. And um, since he's moved across to WA, has really shone. He's hardly missed a game. I think this year is the first time that he's missed any significant football with, with injury. So that's testament to a, a guy that's uh, in his 33rd year that... Um, He's still able to withstand the, the rigours of, of semi-professional football and um, he's probably been one of the competition's most even contributors in his time playing for our, for the competition and um, the off-field work that he's done with it, with our club, with, with nurturing and bringing some of the young guys through and, and creating an environment that is, uh, that is disciplined, hard-working, but is also enjoyable off the field. He's um, outstanding. I just one more before I let you go. Kyron Hayden, you lost on the eve of the season, obviously, to a serious yeah. knee issue. How's he progressing, and do you feel like you'll get him back um, for next year? It'd be nice to have him this year. <laughs> In the last couple of rounds, Kyron's oh, uh, a really good professional. I mean, he's, he's hardly missed a session. It's it's a real tough slog when you when you're in the in the gym um, doing doing your rehab. Jake Evitts uh, in a similar boat. He, he had a sustained injury, and Kobe Fulgrave. Um, so those, those guys have certainly been working closely together. Um, Corrin's 
going to be a real asset for us going forward. You know, hopefully, he's, he's just had a wretched run with injuries, had an Achilles injury, the ACL, a couple of hamstrings. So he hasn't been able to string too much together. And we're just hopeful that, that he can get back out on the park next year and, and have a really good run at it and just really enjoy playing footy. Um, he's got some good mates down at the at the club. His, his brother's been in and around the club as well. So we just want to see him get out and play um, and, and enjoy what he's doing because he's certainly... Uh, at the wrong end of the stick uh, when it comes to injuries, but um, he's, he's certainly working hard and, and leaving nothing to chance in, in his rehab. Bo, thanks for joining us on the show. Wish you all the best for the remainder of the season. Not too much luck for this weekend against South Fremantle, but uh, <laughs> but hopefully there's some, um, some good success ahead of the Lions this year. No worries. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. Bo Wardman, he is the coach of the Subiaco Football Club. Of course, they are currently in second place on a very tight... WAFL ladder in a very tight WAFL season. What do you think? You can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736. You can give us a call on the open line on 13 12 55. And we are, as always, brought to you by Isuzu Ute. You can live your own way in the Isuzu DMAX. We'll be back with more of the show after the break.